0: If you ever move You're welcome here Certainly are Let's sing this little song together this morning Nobody loves you Like Jesus Nobody loves us like him We owe him so much church He has done so much He has brought us so far Somebody reminded me the other day And this is Minor But it's my testimony A year ago thereabouts, I couldn't even dress myself. I could hardly eat with a fork or a spoon. I was in bad shape. And somebody reminded me the other day, you're a long ways from where you were. And I thank God that he has brought me this far. I'm going to a brand new body. I'm going to no gray hair, a head full of hair. You are too, Brother Craig. God bless your heart. You just happened to be the first one I saw. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But God has done so much for every one of us. I owe him my life. If he never does another thing, I owe him my life. He has done so much. Let's see if we can sing that as Brother Tim gets ready to come.
1: Nobody loves me like you love me, Jesus. Say
2: That wow, and we're just like him, are supposed to be. I'm so glad for that, aren't you? Today, it's a privilege to be back in church with you today, and I appreciate the opportunity that Brother Donnie has given me to come and appreciate y'all and thank y'all. And I surely love y'all, Brother Louie. Man, I love y'all, y'all guys. nobody didn't come back today to give me nothing. So you know what I did? Made myself at home. All right. I looked in the drawer and there was one that said, Brother Donnie. I said, no. I looked over and there was one that said, Brother Louie. I said, no. I looked over and there was one that said, Brother Tim Burdett. So I put it on. So, but we're grateful to be here today. It really didn't say Tim Burdett. It said visiting. <laughs> but God's good, ain't he? can we sing that song sis i, I do it and he is holy. Holy. holy aren't you glad he's holy this morning he's so wonderful to us ain't he
1: for he is whole.
2: 10 or 12. I do good to remember one. And if y'all don't have it in there, y'all probably won't get that one. But I've never sung it here, and I want to sing that song. Uh, I don't even know the name of it, but I know some words. It's called, I've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. Y'all shaking your head. I don't know the name of it. chain breaker I want to I've never sung it here I, 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 but I just want to try it. it's, it's called chain breaker yes that's it <clears throat> do you love him yeah. can i play that brother can i play that try this you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies You're trying to feel some holes inside there's a better life there's
1: a better life
2: Dead of night, we've all found ourselves worn out from the same old. Dead of night And we've all found ourselves Worn out from the same old fire If you believe it, if you can receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify, if you believe it, if you can receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify, well, If you can receive it, if you can feel it, I might testify. can believe it, if you can receive it, mm, if you can feel it, somebody testify. Oh, church, if you believe it, if you can receive it, mm, if you can feel it, somebody testify.
1: Unshake Savior, you got chain. He's a chain breaker.
2: Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad that you believe? the Tim, but it don't go off a of feeling. Mine does. Yours may not. It's okay. Mine has something to do with some feeling sometimes. I didn't say I depend on that. I, I didn't say I depend on that but there's a lot of feelings that goes with mine. I don't know where it went. But I'm kind of glad that some feelings do go with it. Because man, if I had to live in this world and only feel what the world gives, wow, I'd be very disappointed. So I'm kind of glad that I can feel it. And when I can't feel it, he's still there. When I can't feel him, Brother Joel, he says, I'm still here. That's the kind of God we serve. It's good to be with you again. God bless you. Appreciate you. Appreciate Brother Malcolm coming with me. He's my traveling buddy. So I appreciate him coming today. And uh, glad you're here. Glad... uh, Each one of you came today, I appreciate that. Uh, Remember those that's not here, as Brother Louis has said, Brother Donnie, his family, Sister Carol, Sister Erica, the meetings that they're at. But God's real, ain't he? We sure enjoyed ourselves the last time we was here, and we appreciate that. I want to go on to something, a different subject this morning, if we could, on looking at... Moved, but not quickened. Moved, listen to this. Moved, but not quickened. There's all kind of different movements that's going on. Movement for this, a movement for that, and a movement for this. But there's one movement that I'm interested in, and his name is Jesus Christ. From my base scripture, Genesis 1, 1 through 3 again we appreciate you coming thank you appreciate the opportunity to be here and brother louis you can bank if i ever move it'll be here i told brother uh brother jim back there in the back i said brother i think i made a big mistake he said what i said i should have moved in 93 i shouldn't have paid brother donnie no attention when he said don't come here I should have disregarded that but God knows what he's doing don't he God knows what he's doing a lot of water under the bridge I told him I know y'all be moving into the new church as quick as possible so man is kindly bittersweet even though for me I've been coming since 93 here it's gonna be tough not to come here no more yeah. it's gonna be hard so I know it'll be hard on you guys and that's been here all these years but as brother Donnie said before you may not never have one service in it. We may be in glory then. So, that be a great celebration, wouldn't it? Church opening next Sunday, the new church, and we'll be in glory. Boy, that'd be, a, that'd be powerful, wouldn't it? But you never know, you never know. But we appreciate being here today, and if, if we get to come back to this one many more times, then that'll be just as good. We just He's the main thing that we're looking at anyway. Genesis 1. Very familiar scripture, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form, void, darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we stand here today, I know there's many hands that would go up, there'd be many requests, Lord, but God, you know every single one of them. And Lord, as they've done took those requests and read them and prayed over them. And Lord, we expect, Lord, good things from them, th- from those prayers that's went up. And those that's not here, by the way of the internet, Lord, and the meetings and vacations. God, may the Holy Ghost, Lord, just be with each one, Lord, that we all can meet again. We appreciate you help me to get myself out of the way, to be able to say something, Lord, that would be beneficial. Lord, you know I've been in prayer for the last two to three weeks, Lord, about making sure we try to say the right things and preach the right subject that would be a help. Not just a bunch of repeating words, but we want to be a help, Lord. So may you help us today. Help me and anoint me to speak it and each one of us, Lord, that's here today, may our ears be anointed to receive it and hear it, Lord. We appreciate it and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You can be seated, God bless you. There's a great danger Very high consequences for not being in the right movement. We see in this movement that we see today, there's so many movements for this and movements for that. But God's the first one that ever really moved in the way that we want to be associated with. We see here in Genesis that God began to move and it caused an action upon the creation that it actually made and created. It caused an, uh, something to transpire and a transition that began to bring it in a way. And then under this movement, it began to get everything in order that God wanted it to be in. Now we know that since prior, uh, after that, everything went into chaotic disorder. But if his pattern, if God moved and his pattern has not changed, and Brother Brown tells us the way God saves one man, he'll save another and another and another. The way God heals one man, he'll heal another and another and another. So the way God does things, he has patterns. Brother Lamb tells us several times that, that God doesn't change his pattern. That means he's still the same person. He's still the same. The way he does things then is the way he does it now. So when God moves upon us and the Holy Spirit begins to set our lives in order, that's what we want, that's the way we want it set. So we need that movement in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit to move on us every single day of our life. We can read the word constantly over and over, but without the moving of the Holy Ghost, it's still just a closed book to us. We hear Brother Brown make the statement that this has become a new book, and you know, being young, and I was raised in the message, my dad come in and started preaching this message in 1968. Uh, I was only three years old, but he was saved in a Pentecostal tent meeting there uh, in the, down parts of uh, the lower Anderson area there and then a little camp meeting and the power of God began to move upon him and he shouted spake in tongues and shouted and spake in tongues and shouted and kept on shouting for days, literally days. I told my church this story the other day that when when Dad got saved, he was like 15 years old when his when this happened, I think, or maybe 14. And uh when this began to happen to him, he they wasn't really raised in church, wasn't uh, familiar with church. Uh, My mother's side, they didn't go to church. They just wasn't church-going people. They were just good moral people, you know, but yet wasn't in churchy in any way. So they just decided to go to a meeting and something happened in that meeting. And they were singing a song And the song was, I was there when it happened, an old Pentecostal song. Some of you young ones, y'all probably don't know that old song. Them older ones will know that song, see. I was there when it happened, so I guess I ought to know. And when that song was sung, something hit my dad, and he just went from crazy, is what they called it, you know, back then. And he shouted for hours and hours and hours. And then he finally settled down, and then they got him in the car, and he... When they put him in one side of the car, he went out the other side of the car. That happened on and on this night of the meeting, I mean, over and over. And he just didn't know what was going on with him. He had never felt nothing like this. And this was in uh, uh, 65, I think it was, something of that order. And then when they would put him back in the car and he'd go out the other side again, screaming, shouting, tongues, and jumping and hollering. So they finally got him calmed down and they got him home and then the next night they were in his mother's house, my grandmother's house, and they were all sitting around the table there and they was talking. And one of his brothers came in the door that, that wasn't at the meeting. One of his brothers was, one of them wasn't. So when he come in, one the brother that was there said, well, Manuel, tell, I, I can't remember which one was there and wasn't, tell your brother here what happened to you to last night. And Daddy said he felt it coming on again, and he couldn't explain it. He said, and they said, well, what happened? And he said, well, they started to the saying I was there when it happened, and it happened again. He shouted all through the house, running, screaming. He found himself on the front porch, running down into the car, into the road. I mean, we, we call this crazy people. That's what the people calls that. But he said, he told me, he said, Timothy, he said, I don't know what I got a hold of. He said, I can't explain. I've never felt nothing like this. And for days and weeks on end, this actually happened to him because he didn't know what God was doing. He'd never been familiar with this type. And then in 1968, a woman preacher came and told him a tape and said, listen to this and see what you think about it, trying to do God a service without his, without his will. And Daddy listened to it. And lo and behold, he went crazy again. And started believing all that, you know. That's the way people talk, you know. So, and ever since then, I was raised in this. So I'm familiar with the moving of the Holy Spirit. I'm familiar with that style of uh, 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 God moving in a congregation. Well, actually, we had a, uh, I don't know if some of y'all in, back in the old Pentecostal days would do it. There was a hot seat actually in my church that I, I am actually pastor of now. And if you sit in that chair, now I can't explain it. I don't know how it works, but it's God's business, not mine. That that chair, I can recall people coming up, sitting in that chair and being healed by the hundreds, just like that right there, and they would call it the hot seat. And it was so hot, God would just move. And that's just the way God moved in the Pentecostal day. But you know, we've since come so far with so much revelation, we really don't need the moving of the Holy Ghost no more. We just want some good preaching, you know, and somebody to say all of our amens right and our eyes right and all this right. But yet we leave church many times, and I'm not saying that you do or I do, I'm just saying this is the world we live in, where the moving of the Holy Spirit doesn't come like we used to see it. And we ask ourselves many times, why does this happen? We ask ourselves, why is it like that? It's because we've actually put harnesses upon God. And we don't want him to move in the way that he used to move back then. So I'm familiar with Pentecostal. I'm familiar with jumping, shouting. There wasn't a time we had three service, three to four services a week. There wasn't a time when we didn't have jumping, screaming, shouting, speaking in tongues. Yeah, and I was in the message at this time. I was a young boy. It wasn't a service that went by where we didn't have those kind of meetings. And we claimed the message and my dad preached God the prophet for this hour in Brother Brown. He preached that in 1968, started preaching this and, and preached it till, till his death bred. But yet, we, I'm still familiar with that through the 70s and up into the 80s, I'm familiar with that. That's my kind of church. That's my kind of moving of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm not used to these well fandangled churches that everything's in, or I'm not used to that style of worship. But yet, I believe if we want to see God move again, we just can't allow God just to move upon us, but he's gotta quicken us when he moves. You say, well, God can't come and move on you without quickening you. Oh, you think I would say that what I have in scripture? Oh, no. No, so we need those days back again. Well, Brother Tim, we'll never have that again. Brother Mam said the bride hasn't had her revival yet. I'm not talking about the church world, I'm talking about the bride. So we come to this word and we, we read it over and we read it, but yet if something don't happen and the Holy Ghost don't move upon that, it's still just a closed book. So I can understand why Brother Brown said, It has become a new book to me. Why? Because he had been quickened, not just moved upon. So by the moving of God, it brings a revelation. You understand what I'm saying? Then that begins to position us in the order that God actually wants us to be be positioned in. We could say, if I could say it like this, revelation is power for service. Now let me read you another scripture here. I think it's going to lay things in order for you. In Matthew 9, 10, 11, the Bible says, and the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now, this is Jesus coming into the city. Listen very carefully now. And, And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved. It didn't say one or this church, or this synagogue, or two or three. The Bible says when this man, Jesus Christ, began to come into the city, now he wasn't preaching, he wasn't screaming, he wasn't shouting, there was no tongues, he was just coming into the city. Now think about what's taking place here. The Bible said, and when he was coming to the city, all the city was moved. Every single person in the city was moved. Something happened. They felt something that they hadn't felt before. They knew something was different about this man that they hadn't seen in any other people. Is that right? So Jesus walks into the city and the whole city was moved. My goodness, just what if we come to church and that happened? when we would come through the doors that the Holy Spirit was so in, entangled in our lives and in our hearts and in our souls that we'd come through those doors and the people would recognize somebody just walked in that's different. Oh, hallelujah! Brother Jack Cole said he had met Brother Branham one time in a meeting down there. He said, "Is in Florida, I think it was. He said, there was something when Brother Branham walked through the back door that I ain't never felt when any other minister came through oh my you say oh but brother Tim he's a prophet he is but God just don't stop with the prophet you don't think I say that without having a quote do you He said, when, he said, I'm sitting on the edge of my chair. He says, and when, he said, you could tell Brother Random walks through the back door. He said, I've never felt nothing like it. That's not the first time I've heard that story from Brother Jack Coe. I personally have friends of mine that's gone on to be with the Lord now that was in Brother Brown's meetings. And he said, the first time he was in a meeting, he said, I was sitting there on the row, he says, and. Everybody was just sitting there reading their Bible, you know, like we've been taught church order, reading the Bible and listening to a little bit of music, piano playing, whatever we got going. He said, we're praying for the service. He said, and all of a sudden, he said, the back door opened. Now, I'm personal friends with this guy and his family. He said, all of a sudden, the door opens. He says, and we can hear footsteps coming down the, coming down the, 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 the aisle. He says, and all of a sudden, he said, there wasn't a dry eye in Branham Tabernacle. He said, everybody began to bow their head and sniff because they were crying. He said, I've never felt nothing like it. I imagine that's what it was when Jesus came into the city of Jerusalem. They said, we know something's different. We know something's happened. This man that we've heard about, this one they call Messiah, or they will call Messiah, we know there's something different about him. He's moved into the city. He's just, just think this is the Bible. He has just walked into the gates of the city and this happened. They were so moved. Listen to the scripture. And all the city was moved saying, who is this? They've heard the name. They didn't know him. We've heard him, uh, some people talk about him here. And we've heard some people say that he was this. We've heard that he's done this before. We've heard this. But the problem was they didn't know him. And the multitude said, Oh, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now, just think about this. Jesus coming into the city. Now, I want you to catch this. I want you to understand and notice this. The Bible says, I'm gonna gonna, gonna reiterate it again. The Bible says, all the city was moved. They were moved by the presence of the physical body that Jesus walked into the city, but it did not quicken one person. This man Jesus was so outstanding. They were moved on by Jesus, the body, the physical body. Not one, not two, the whole city, good Lord of Jesus walking into the city, but it did not change one person. That's where a lot of people's come today, around the ranks of this message. Pentecostalism, Methodist, Baptist, Church of God, they all have come to this spot. Well, they want to feel something moving. They want want their ears to be tickled, if I could say it like that. But yet, they don't want to be quickened. They don't want to be changed. Think about it. Here comes the word riding into the city, and they were so moved. The word moved in this particular verse means to cause to shake, to agitate, to cause to tremble, to be thrown into a tremor, to quake for fear, to agitate the mind. So they were moved. Oh, but it wasn't the right movement. Here is God fulfilling his word as he comes into Jerusalem. Here was the attraction that was coming down into, down the road into the city. The Lamb of God standing there, and they ask, who is this? But if they had been moved by revelation, if they would have been moved by revelation, they would have known who this person was. They can't call Jesus the Christ unless it's by revelation. You cannot call this man the Christ unless you have a revelation. You may say it with your lips, you may say it with your mouth, but you can't understand it with your heart or your mind unless it's by revelation. So the city is being moved by the natural realm and not the soul realm. I don't wanna come to church and just be moved on the outside and jump, scream and holler and shout and speak in tongues. That's fine and dandy, I don't have a problem with that. But I don't want it to stop there. I want that movement to go on and make me quickened. I want that movement, Brother Joel, to go ahead and change something about me. So you can be moved in the church, on the pew, and still not be quickened. Just make sure you're being moved the right way. Listen to this scripture in Hebrews six. Therefore leaving now, watch, watch this very carefully. Therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ let us go on unto perfection. In other words, this scripture is talking about a movement, about an action. Let us not stay here. let us move into something else. Yeah. Right, right. Now listen, let us, therefore, leaving in the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us leave the principles of this. Let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God of the doctrine of baptism and laying on the hands, the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit. Right. So in other words, I'll stay in the same rut. I will, every church, every, every religious sect will stay in the same rut, this is what's happened. This is what happened to Pentecost. This is what happened down through the church ages. This happened all the way through. They get in a specific rut, in a specific place, and they believe the Bible, they quote the Bible, they quote this and they quote that, but yet it doesn't change them and it doesn't quicken them. I wanna be quickened. I don't wanna stay on this earth. We know we're at the end time. We need something to move us in a direction that will quicken us, not just, not just make us feel good. Amen. So the scripture is speaking of a movement. God is constantly moving. If not, he becomes stagnant. Running water becomes stagnant if it finds a place to settle. You go in the woods and you find where water pushes up behind this and can't get by, and there's a little stream here. It's still crystal clear, but look over to the side, and that little spot it's stagnated. Right. Right. Now it's moving. Right. Oh, my church, watch out. God has to constantly move, the prophet said. If God is moving, then you've got to move. Right. Yeah. Right. Why, because a moving is basically, Brother Joel, God unfolding himself. It's basically God moving from this to that. He's progressing, basically. Right. You see me, to tell me that God or Jesus progressed. Well, read the Bible. Right. Right. I hate to break it and hurt your feelings, but Brother Brown progressed. Right. Right. I know that's not popular down the ranks. But Brother Random wasn't on the scene in '47 teaching the things in '63, '4' and '5. Why? He had to progress. He was moving constantly. That's why he said the Bible has become a new book now. Something had happened. I see something different than what I used to see. I'm moving on into a greater, and this is what Paul tries to tell us in Hebrews. I don't want you to stay at this one specific thing of yesteryear. I don't want you to stay at this one thing of yesterday. I want you to walk in yesterday in the light that he had there, but yet add to that light till you get to where God wants you to be. There's too many of us in the ranks of this walk that we're in that's still living in yesterday light. Not saying that wasn't light, cause it was. But yet that light has to go on and move further. Paul was speaking to the Hebrews here, listen, that has had the scrolls, they've had the very, the the, the tablets there, they've read them over and over. They had the very word and the law that Moses has taught and said. They have had all these doctrines for hundreds of years. And now he tells them, I want you to move from that. I'm not saying throw this away. I'm not saying not read this and use this no more. I'm not saying throw this book away here, uh, God, Christ the mystery of God. I'm not saying get rid of all of this. I'm saying stay with this and let God add to that. Amen. Oh, but Brother Tim, I just don't know if God can do that. I'm, uh, uh, we're not prophets, I don't know. I'm glad y'all asked that because I'm gonna. Let me see. Let me see. I know I've got that here somewhere. Just for a little extra, you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay for this. He said, "You can just put one or two good, one or two good ones in the church that's on fire for God. They'll do more for that church in 40 revivals." When we have revivals, we look into the man behind the pulpit. We're not worried about those sitting in the audience. Right. But the Bible says you can put two good ones in the church that's on fire for God and it'll do more for that church than 40 revivals in that church. Right. Oh, I'm not through yet, hold on. He says, Gentiles has had 2,000 years of church chanity, and now coming on down in speak to speaking in tongues, divine heathen, and, and now right into the end time where the great Messiah in the fullness of his spirit move in. Not in one person, but in the church. Oh, I got several if you want them. We don't have to wait for a certain person. If you have a need, God's here to supply. You don't have to wait for Tim Burdett to come here, or this one, or Brother Donnie to come, or Brother Darrell, you don't have to wait, God is God. He uses that ministry, he uses those men of God to bring you to a position that where you can get to the spot where you know, hey, I know that God meets the needs now. Amen. So God is moved, oh I know this ain't, this ain't too bright. God is moved from yesterday. Now, if a person is walking in yesterday light then, Brother Joel, he's moving. But it's not light for the day you're in. Oh, I'm moving with God, I'm moving with God. I believe God sent a prophet. If you don't believe God sent a prophet, I'm talking about these people. I'm not talking about new people that come in now. That's a few and far between you. I ain't never seen it like this. I'm talking about you that's been taught. If you don't believe God sent a prophet already, you probably never will. If you've sat under a ministry like you have like here same thing in my church so if you're walking in yesterday light you're moving but not moving with God why? because God didn't stay there God didn't die in 1965 God didn't go in the ground and put a pyramid upon him in 1965 God is still the same God today
0: God's not going to stay back there.
2: He can't. He can't stay back there. Why? He's moving continually. So Paul begins to speak to these men that has had all of this word for years and years and years. They've read it about Moses. They've seen what he've read. They knew everything about it. And Paul tells them, don't stay there. Move from that. Remember now, the sun comes up, light comes up. Light don't stay there. Light goes here. Tomorrow to be back over here coming back up all the way back around again comes back up the next morning Why because it's moving The only time I've ever known it to stand still was for three days when Joshua said let it stand still so I can beat all these people And God was and God was moving in that day but for Joshua he needed something So God moved for him and quickened the words that he said Son, stand still for four days and God quickened that. Yes, sir. Now listen. There's a great danger if we're not moving forward. There's many peoples moved on by God but it doesn't quite quicken them. It doesn't change them. They just become religious. Watch this. They may come to the knowledge of the The stage of knowing the knowledge and having the knowledge that there is a Jesus Christ. They even may come to the stage of water baptism. They come to the stage of justification, the stage of sanctification. Oh, let's not stop there. They can even come into the stage of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So they come through all three stages. And they're moving with God, but they're still not quickened now. Brother Brown says the one may two for three wait for two, two may wait for three, and three may wait for four. Justification made way uh, justification justification made way for sanctification. Sanctification made way for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He didn't stop there. I've had so many people upset and mad at me because I made that statement. He did, Brother Brown didn't stop there. Either we're going to believe what he said and say what he said or not. That's right. Brother Branham did not stop there. Justification made way for sanctification. Sanctification made way for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost made way for something else. If you stop with those three, you're not quick and right. That's the danger. He said it makes way for the life himself. So you can have all three of those stages and still not have the life of Jesus Christ. Ooh. You mean to tell me I can be justified? I can be sanctified. I can even have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Shout speak in tongues. Empire Transformation, 1964, two different Brother Brown said, you can have that on your flat on you all day long and die and go to hell. Why? Because we was a quick quickened. Right. You've got to be quickened, children. That's the only way we're getting out of here. We're not getting out of here by just a jump and a shout and a movement. We got to be quickened. I believe we're living in those moments. Amen. I believe we're at the moment where we can be quickened. I believe we've had enough word to quicken us. Amen. They come to the stage of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and still not have the life of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we come to the place where the joy will be, where we become complacent. Well, I believe God sent a prophet. I've sat in a message church all my life. I believe God sent a prophet, and I believe this, and I believe Jesus is alive. I believe God's real. But yet, I haven't moved to that stage where the light giver himself has went inside of you. I know this is on the internet worldwide, and I'm going to go ahead and preach and say it. I'll probably get called out on it, but that's all right. Brother Brown said there's no change in the grave. No. All right. How now, Brother Joe, are we teaching in the ranks of this message that we are going to get the Holy Ghost in the grave? What's that? Oh, y'all haven't heard that? No, heard Where are y'all been? <laughs> Oh yeah, now those that don't go in the rapture that goes by the way of the grave, they come up in the, uh, uh, the, sac- or the general resurrection, not, not the resurrection of the, the body of Christ now. When they, before they come up, they will receive the Holy Ghost in the grave. Oh. 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 Wow. Wow. <clears throat> I said that too, wow. Wow. So when I hear this and I hear people chatting on it and talking about it and all the chatter, 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 it's like a squirrel just chattering. I quickly go to the scriptures and I quickly go to the message. And I ain't found nothing that supports it. Because Brother Ram said the way you go down is the way you come up if you go down without the life of Jesus you come up without the life of Jesus I know there'll be people that have a chance according to Brother Brown but when they come up they didn't have that chance here I realize that we're not talking about that actually they're saying the foolish virgin receives the Holy Ghost there in the ground I don't believe that I believe if you get in the Holy Ghost and the double portion of the Holy Ghost, a triple portion, a quadruple, whatever you want, God will give it to you. I believe you're going to get it on this side. You ain't going to get it when you laid to rest. You got to understand, Brother Benham, he didn't teach replacement. He taught a resurrection, which is what Scripture teaches. Resurrection. In other words, what goes down, that comes up. All those people that's in the ground, that they have been, 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 scattered in the sea, and they've been cremated and thrown over. I, I, some of them stowed them over in the in the Smoky Mountains. Some went to the sea and put them in the ocean. If they were seed of God, and they have been quickened, every speck of them will come back together. Resurrection according to Brother Branham. If I lay this down and pick this up, that's replacement. That's replacement. What goes down has to come up. That's resurrection. Children, don't you go and fall for that stuff. If you're gonna get the Holy Ghost, you better get it on this side. I know I'll be called out on it. I'm staying on what the prophet of God said about it because he said what the Bible said. And y'all haven't heard that? I'll have to call Brother Donnie and talk to him about that. See if he's heard of it. That's where the people have come. And then what it does, Brother Joel, it gives them an out. Well, if I don't get it here, I'll be all right. I'll come up again there, and then I'll get it there. So I'll live my life here the way I want to. Because there's a movement, but yet not quickened, not changed. No, don't you fall for that. If you go down the center, you're coming up a center according to what Brother Brown said. Go read your message that you believe. If you go down a son of God, you're coming up a son of God. If you go down with 10 Holy Ghosts and they're all one, you're coming up with 10 Holy Ghosts. It's still one. Why are these people doing that? Because they're moved on by something but yet not quickened. That's why there's such a great danger in it. There's consequences that follow that movement. Look in our world today. There's movements for every person in the world. Every, every sect of people that's got their people, they've got a movement going on. But that movement ain't it. You better be moving with God. You get settled in all those other positions and come complacent to that and this is where the people's come right now. You and I as children of God better keep on moving. So Paul takes all the Old Testament types and shadows, the law of Moses, and he goes back and notice he takes it back into the tabernacle. Then he shows all the symbols of what each piece of furniture means. Now listen to him. He takes all the outer court, then he shows the outer court, now the preparation and all these things. And I'm just paraphrasing this to get through. So now he's bringing the people to a preparation not to stay in the outer court. It's good to go in the outer court. That's good, fine, and dandy. The outer court's okay, but you can't stay there. So now what's he doing? He's getting you and I and getting the people where they can move into another position. So now the person moves from the outer court into another court, the second court. But that still isn't good enough. That's not quickened court. So they're moving from position to position. They're in transition It's like when you look into the mirror, Paul talks about it in the scriptures. When you look into that mirror, you're looking into that mirror to find out a problem. I preached on it years ago, and I actually brought a, a, a magnifying glass and, a, 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 and I bought me a big mirror and put it on my pulpit. It's still there. Brother Darrell Ward come and preached. he said, "I've never went to a pulpit and saw a magnifying glass and a mirror on the pulpit. But I use that analogy where you take that mirror and you look into that and you're trying to bring an examination. I want to examine myself. Why? Because I'm not happy with what I see. I know there's something better, I know there's something than what, what is greater and deeper than I see. So you use that. And then I took that magnifying glass, and this is the way so many people want to do. They t- I take that magnifying glass and I come up to this brother here and I look and I just, you know, I don't see all of his mistakes so I'm going to get my magnifying glass. Right. I thought I, I was trying to bring it but it slipped my mind. So I take that magnifying glass and I find all your problems why I've still got all my problems. Right. Right. I'm trying to give you something and tell you how to move that I don't want to do. And Paul teaches us in the Scripture. He said, you look into the mirror of the Word. So once you look into the mirror of the Word, you bring an examination. And then you begin to move from that spot that you see. I'm not good enough. I I want to be different. There ain't a person that come to church today that didn't look in the mirror this morning. I went in that mirror in there and made sure my hair was just right this morning. And y'all did too, didn't you? Why? Because you was examining yourself. Uh, You don't want to come to church with a hair out of place. (laughs) So you go. I went in that mirror, and I try. I had to look in the mirror, the time, to make sure my tie was right. So I examined my tie and says, oh, it's too short or too long. So I have to look and then I examine it and I say, what can I do? Well, if I just kept looking in the mirror, it wouldn't have fixed it. Because right, I'm not too good at tying ties. So I have to tie it. About. It takes me five times, Brother right. Joel. Yes, sir. If I ain't home my wife, I, I'm, I'm lost. So I examined that. Then I began to make preparations. Right to fix that why because I want I want me looking into that mirror to transition myself into the spot that I want to be in I don't want to go to church with, with McDonald's gravy on my face I examine my collar because I can't get my arms around to fix my collar most times I, sometimes I have to go outside in my church and get people to come fix my collar that's a shame, ain't it? My arm just won't go back there. It's in such bad shape. But I want to transition myself into the spot that I'm... I, don't, I want more. I know there's more to it than what I see. But I'm going to use this mirror to get me there. I'm going to use this word to move me. I'm going to use this word to quicken me. then that quickening brings a transformation. That if I've never looked in, if I never did look into the mirror, I'd have went to church with egg on my face, with gravy on my face. Might have had a couple, my my hair might have been this way or that way. Collar might have been up in the back. Tie would have probably been, you know, hanging way down here or either way up here if I hadn't checked myself. I'll show you how crazy I am. This suit, I went and bought this suit just to come up here and never tried it on and got almost up here and I said, what am I going to do if it don't fit? I did. I try to buy a suit a month because I get them so dirty and, you know, all that. I said, well, I got to come up the road and I said, what am I going to do if this suit don't fit? I said, I guess I'll just have to go call Brother Donnie and tell him, or say, "Y'all gonna have to, pre- I'm gonna preach in jeans, or I'm going home." <laughs> and then I thought about it. I said, "Well, I might can find somebody my size and go home and get me some pants." Because I bought these, I had another one, Brother Joel. and I took it up to the people that does the pants legs, you know, and does the uh, what they call them people uh, alterations. And they called me and said, "Oh, these pants, these pants is already altered." I said, "Oh no, they ain't. I just bought this suit." So I finally went to the law and sure enough, I took the wrong suit home. It was one of those skinny suits. Now, can you see me preaching in a skinny suit? (laughs) 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 This ain't no skinny jean fellow here, buddy. (laughs) It may look good on some of y'all people, but I don't wear a skinny jean. I don't wear my pants way up here. I ain't down to nobody that does, but I don't wear skinny jeans. I'm a cowboy. (laughs) So I go get the suit, and I take it back into the place yesterday evening late. And he said, what's wrong? I said, this is a skinny suit. I said, don't look right on me. So I said, well, I'm in trouble. He ain't going to give my money back or ain't going to trade out. So we finally found this suit, and I take it and I give me another suit and I take it and got in the car and fix it to go home and that suit was a skinny suit. So I jumped out of my Jeep and I run back into this place. And I said, it's the wrong suit. He said, what's wrong with it? I said, it's a skinny suit. He said, man, what's wrong with you in skinny suits? I said, I don't wear it. I don't want my pants like this. Right, exactly. I can't stand nothing to touch me anyway. So I go back in. He said, what's wrong with this one? I said, it's the wrong one. So we found another one, which was this one. And Brother Joel, I leave and still didn't check this one. I'm a dummy. I throw it in the car this morning about 6 o'clock. I got coming up the road, and I didn't tell Brother Malcolm. I got coming up the road, and I says... God, please don't let me tuck the wrong suit again. I said, I'll get up there and it won't fit. What am I going to do? And I tried to get it off my mind, and when I come in there, I brought it in the office in there and I says, I don't even want to try it on. I was scared to death. But it fit. But it ain't a skinny suit. So in saying all of that I look into the mirror I want it to fit right. I want it to look right. This is what we do with the word. We're clothing ourselves. The word don't give you something that's not going to fit you. And if it don't fit you it's going to change you not the word. The guy told me Brother Joel he said I'll fix this up. I said that's fine man. I said, what you gonna do? he, he took him pants, he turned on, he said, I'm gonna take this seam out and this seam out and do this seam. And then I got spiritual on him. I said, I don't think i like that. He said, Oh, you'll never know it. I said, but I'll know it. He said, What do you want me to do? I said, Order me some pants that fit me. Right. 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 The word don't change to fit you. The word's not going to change to fit me. God's going to change me and quicken me to fit the word. Whatever I need to quicken me, which is the word, so the word will quicken me to make me match the word. People's moving here and there, here and there, everything's moving. Have you ever seen the movement that's going on today? But if you stay in the outer court, and you stay in that second court, it's not going to get you nowhere. It just feels good. So each court is positioning you or re- retransitioning you, moving you to a greater call to get you into the presence of God. I don't want just to be in the presence of God, just to be moved, I want to be quickened. the city of Jerusalem was moved but wasn't quickened. So I'm not going to be quickened just to hang around the message. So I'm in the message 40, 50, 60 years, 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, but I'm just hanging around the message. I'm just hanging around it. That's not going to quicken you. That's not going to change you. That's why you see so many people falling away now. They ain't, they ain't quickened. They're not changed. Amen. You cannot get this quickening by just hanging around the outer parts of the message. Well, I really don't want to get in inside of it. You know, I'm really not sure if it's right or not. You're moved. I can talk to people about this message and I can watch their actions Brother Robert, and it moves them. Oh, I've never heard nothing like this. It moves them. I got people that watch my services online that's in denominations every week. And I'll go see them, and they'll tell me, I have never heard things like this in my life. It moves them but it hadn't quickened them. Man. Y'all, 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 y'all. He said, you preach things and say things and get into the depths of the Word that we've never heard. Man, we like that. So it's moving them. I haven't given up on them. It's moving them, but I've got to get it to quicken them to where that, that little... Spot that's inside. Right, right, right. Something jokes it. Right, right, and it begins to transition them when they look in the mirror of his word and they say, I don't like what I see. So I'm going to change this and I'm going to change this and I'm going to change... Well, the word says this about this so I'm going to try to match the word to the best of my ability. Then God's moving that person To the word. He's moving from one stage to another stage. So each stage gets you ready for the next stage. Now look at this. Preparation gets you ready for the next stage. I look into the mirror and I find what's wrong. Tim, I don't like this about you. and I don't like this. So now I'll go make preparations for the better. I look into the word, the spiritual mirror of the word, and I say, Brother Tim, I, 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 I don't like this about you. So what I do? Then I begin to dedicate myself to that spot. Because the word, now I'm going to use the word to move me in that spot that I want to be in. So I'm going to dedicate myself to that word, to that, that certain spot. And then from there, once I get that cleared up, once I look at that and say, oh, that's better, that's better. I like that and that's looking better. Then I'm going to go to that next stage. I'm going to move into where it takes me to revelation. But I'm moving the whole time. Then once it becomes a revelation, then nobody... Can take that from me. Amen. Right. Amen. I may look at this and look at this, look at this, and you may talk me out of this and talk me out of this, but if I have a revelation on a certain thing, you're not moving me from that. Right. Right. Why? Because I've been quickened on that spot. Right. 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 Then you're beginning to move in greater heights and being elevated. Why? Because that's a part of the manifestation of God. When you begin to get greater heights and great revelation, you begin to manifest more of the Word. When you're in transition, you're on the move. When you're transitioning yourself from this to that to this to that, you're moving. The problem is, so many people are stopping. So many people are stopping. If this word don't become fresh every day, yes, it has to be fresh daily. Amen. Can you imagine the children of Israel when they would go out there and see all this manna falling every day? It was fresh, just like that. That had to be nice. And one day it just stops. And they have a little omer for and they put it in the tabernacle. And David gets a bright idea one day, I want to go back here and get some. We know we ain't supposed to do it. But yet I could say it was God moving him. Now remember, nobody could go back there but priest. But Brother Branham makes a statement, Brother Joe, and I'm sure you've read it, where he said that David played the prophet, the priest, and the king. He types out all three of them. You just know wasn't talking about any one certain person. So David gets the bright idea. I want me some of that. Why? He wanted something that the other people couldn't have. So he goes back there and gets him some manna. And Brother George, do you know it was just as fresh? All in years laying in that omer. It was just as fresh. Why? Because it was under the anointing. It was under the quickening power. I'm recalled old Paul when he comes before King Agrippa there in Acts 20, I think it was. And he begins to talk to King Agrippa, and he's moved. King Agrippa is moved right. Right. with the testimony of this apostle. He's never heard words such as this guy. And, brother, sister, Paul's trying to. Tell him of this Jesus called the Christ. Right, right. And King Agrippa's all in the conversation. And he's moved upon. Sure. Uh, and he tells Paul in the last verse, you almost, almost persuaded almost, me. Almost. Oh God, don't let that be me. Don't let me almost be persuaded. Don't let me move to that spot where I'm almost persuaded, but yet it just never come to a change. Thou almost persuadeth me, Paul. What you were saying was so good, I just can't do it. That's what we've done in the ranks of this message We've come so far all these years. And now we want to believe all the nonsense that people talk about. That's right. no, my. That's true, we might as well go off and say, I was almost persuaded. That's true. Wow. If you have a revelation that this prophet is the true seventh age prophet, they ain't a devil in hell that can change that. You ain't got to have five pictures in your church and ten up on the pulpit and down the hallway to tell me you believe this message. I don't look at that. I look at your life. Boy, I was almost persuaded there. But then I heard that he made a mistake. If you were like that and you'd have been back in the Bible, you wouldn't have believed the Bible. You wouldn't have believed the Bible. But once you become quickened, once you become to the spot where you are quickened. Now this word moved means many different ways. You find the word moved 74 times in the Bible. Three times is like a moving of an eagle fluttering her nest. Three times. Because there are so many meanings for the word mood. Deuteronomy 32 speaks of the flutter to move over her young. Three times in the Old Testament with this meaning. Now notice what God done. watch this. God moved with the Holy Ghost. Notice this moved upon. It also means to change positions, to go from one point to another, to cause to get into action, to be quickened or to be inspired, seduced or enticed. It shows movement to stir emotions, to laugh, cry, or get angry, jealousy, happy, sad. There's a different meaning for it all the way through of moved. I'm trying to hurry. Some people are easy moved. Some people are hard to move. You can go in a courtroom, they say, I moved to make this motion. There's different movements. It means to change locations, to evacuate to another place. That's the movement I'm ready for. <laughs> to evacuate this old world. And change locations to my new mansion in the sky. That's the movement I'm looking for. And that movement has to have a quickening with it, not just a movement. Friends, if we listen to the devil, there's movements everywhere. You'll be moved this way and moved this way. I know people that move, they'll preach one thing one Sunday and preach something else different and counteract that Sunday. Why? They ain't settled. I've been in churches where they'll preach this Sunday, next Sunday, spend 30 minutes going back. Why did they preach that? And I was wrong on this, knew this, and I'm going to change it to that. Uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't doing it. We're too late for that. We've got to be quickened. To change locations or to evacuate to another place. To me, that's the greatest move. <sighs> I got to close. My goodness, I didn't even get off the first page. <laughs> Everything that you're around has the ability to move you, whether it's good or bad. Especially our young people in the age they're living in today wasn't bad I mean it was bad back when I was in school and coming up but in this day it's real bad I mean every movement that you can think of is in school sure. trying to move our young people this way or that way or this way or that way or oh, if we can get our young people to the Holy Ghost get it settled and deep inside of them They ain't nothing to ever change them Listen, young people, it ain't worth it out there. They make it sound good, make it look good, but it's nothing out there. Oh, Brother Joel, there's not but one place. It's in Jesus Christ. That's the only movement that I want. What Brother Bram said in the program of church age and I'll close. He said, now you just can't have a Nicolae set up in the church and not have other doctrines come in too, you see. If you take away the word of God and the moving of the Holy Ghost, you see what we've done? I'm not saying life, I'm not saying my church or this church. He said, You take away the Holy Ghost. He said, You've took away your means of worship. He said, You take away that and the moving of the Holy Spirit As the means of worship, he said, then you'll have to give the people another form of movement. Home be like the word says, as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. He said, now this is nothing against rich people because God saves rich people too. But well, some of God's children are rich, but money can be such a snare, not only to those who have it, but to those who don't have it. Way back there in the first age, he said, James cried out to those who were putting stock in wealthy people, having, faith, having not faith in our Lord Jesus Christ with respects of persons. The poor there were trying to butter up to the rich to get to order to get help rather than trusting God. He says, don't do that. James says, he said, money isn't everything. Money isn't the answer. Today, is the, uh, today isn't the answer either. We have more wealth than we've ever had and yet less accomplished spiritual. Right. It's not with money that God works. He moves by his spirit. Right. And that moving of the spirit only comes to life that's quickened. Something moves on the inside and quickens you. To revive you, to restore you, to make alive. Wow. Oh God, if we've ever need to be quickened, this today. Churches are falling apart. Churches are falling apart. If we've ever need to be quickened, Brother Robert is today. Our churches need to be quickened. Where does time go? Boy, I'll be glad when we get up there because when we get up there, there ain't going to be no preaching already. And we sure we will get to worship for a long time. I kind of like it anyway, don't y'all? <laughs> now notice this, I'm closing. Everything you get around has the ability to move you. I come down the road this morning and before I picked up Brother Malcolm. I think it's where I picked up, Brother Mack. No. It was up here coming down on twenty six when I was coming down the mountain and there's a car come past me. I don't know if Brother Mack, I'm seeing it. Son, he was in the car by himself and I think he was in another realm. He was dancing and moving, I thought. Something's moving him. So everything you listen to has the ability to move you. Musicians, come please music, it will have an effect on you. It'll move you either right or wrong. It'll influence you this way or that way. Everything that we're around has the ability to influence you this. It moves you one way or the other. So when you're around this or in bad directions and bad things, always think of this. Which way am I going to move with this? Especially our young people. Don't let the things of this world move you in a wrong direction. I'm not saying everything that we do or young people do are bad. I'm not saying that at all. I know they have to have some form of entertainment. I understand this world we live in. But you've got to be so careful that it moves you in the right directions. It has the ability to to move you wrong. Brother Brown says Satan is so tricky. He said there's so many different movements going on in our nation. Look what these movements today of all these people are causing. They believe they're actually doing good. But they are destroying America. They believe they're actually doing good with their movements. If we could take on that movement and be so, so involved in the movement that we believe in. Right. What could we do to change America? Now I know Brother Brown said she'll never come back 56. She rejected God's word. But there's got to be some individuals somewhere. Because we're still here. There's got to be some seed somewhere. God, let us get out and find that seed. Wonder if that seed's just around the corner down this road. Wonder if that seed's in the house of the community that's behind my church. We don't know. There's got to be a seed somewhere. We're still here. But Mom said we'll be here till the last seed comes in. So those movements are putting these people, and they're making it, you got the, the, I've never seen nothing like it in in my day. I'm 57. I've never seen nothing like this. And they go out and join this movement thinking they're doing good. Thinking they're doing God a service. And the Bible tells us they're thinking they're doing God a service. But if you take away the moving of the Holy Ghost, the people will replace that with another moving that isn't God. And then you'll have something run in your church. Then you'll have something run in your home. Then you'll have something run in your life that isn't God. But of course, we, the people of God, are not going to stand for that at Happy Valley, are we? And I know your pastor isn't going to stand for it. God help us today. May we. See, that's what's happened. I went to a church this week. I do a lot of work on churches. I'm sure y'all have all heard of New Spring. anybody ever heard of New Spring Church? New Spring Church has 17 campuses, 30,000 members. Their home base is in my back door. I do maintenance on all their 17 campuses. All the way up to Greenville, to Powder'sville, all the way up to—I uh, uh, think it's one in Asheville now. They all the way down to Myrtle Beach, all Greenwood, Anderson, they're everywhere. But I do maintenance. I have a key fob for every one of their for, for their, every campus they got. I can go get in any time, any door I want to. So I do maintenance for them. They have a movement for this, a movement for this. Hey, good people! Some of my best friends are in this church. In this church. I see them and eat dinner with them all the time. They're good people. Nothing wrong with them. But the movement that they bring in. It's just entertainment. I went in one other day, it has a slide to get baptized in. I thought it was so fun. I said, can I do that? Has a slide. You walk up this stairway into the second or the third story, and there's a slide that comes down and you whoopee, 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 whoopee. And when you hit the baptismal pool, they say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm not kidding. Just to get the church full. I did. I said, You think I could slide down that? I said, You need baptized? No, I don't want you baptizing them. I just think it's fun. <laughs> I mean, I worked on a church. I've done all kind of work. I mean, you will see this slide. <laughs> Man, they having a whoop up good time. And when you hit the water, you go down in the water. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. With a two piece bikini. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That's what religion has come to. That's what religion has come to. That's what, to. That's what they're getting our young people to. I dinner with someone the other day is very close to me. I see him talk to him constantly. He said, if your church ain't growing, then you ain't doing something right. I said, I don't know if your church is growing. I don't know if you're doing something right. And he looked at me. and said, what do you mean? I said, go back to the Bible. not believing in growing churches. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking at it under their standpoint. They think if it's not growing that you ain't doing something right. I said, how do you know you ain't doing something right? Well, there ain't nobody pews. I said, maybe you're there for them 10 or 15 or 20. Don't put... Don't put bodies in the pew. That's not what it's all about. I believe in that, and that's good and fine dandy. But you got to get them to Jesus. Yeah. Right. Don't get them to Brother Branham. Right. That's right. Right. I've gotten so many people to Brother Branham, and they didn't last two months in my church. You know why? Because I gave them a book. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. But then something told me one day, it said, You're doing it wrong. Get them to Jesus. Then Jesus can clean them. I don't care if you come in my church with pants on. I got a girl that comes to my church many times with pants. I don't say nothing. I let it go. You say, oh, Brother Michael, make that the truth. She's one of my best friends. She owns a restaurant. I mean, we love each other to death, her and my family. I don't say Nothing. Why? That's not my business. God knows what He's doing. That's the people I say joined. We don't join like the world thinks. Come to my church for four months. Him and his whole family. She wore pants for four months. I never opened my mouth. I let to give for a Tim, I can't believe you do that. Well, I did. Because I've done run so many people off. I said, I will, not, I will not do that again. Run people off. Now, if you get out of hand in my church, then we're going to have an issue. I'm going to do some moving. But when you're trying to get them to Jesus, you've got to understand, they don't understand. They don't understand what you understand. You can't make them see it by shoving it. It's just the truth friends whether you want to realize that or not I want God to do the moving I want God to do the moving on these people if someone comes to my church like that I want God to do the moving I don't want them to leave because I had something to do with it God can clean the people I'm sure about most of y'all or probably three quarters of y'all wasn't, it, you wasn't born in this message were you didn't think so. I've been around as much as the rest of them and seen it all. And I'm still here. Why? Because I've been quickened. Not just moved upon. I was changed. And if we get the people to changed by the Word, you get them. does can run them off. Well, glory to God anyway. Let's stand and give our Lord Jesus a hand clap of praise today. He's wonderful, ain't he? I hear the prophet of God scream out, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he's saved then, he can save now. If he can heal then, he can heal now. If we can get our moving right and our attitude right, everything. He can move. I sing the song, there is none like him. It's in Jesus. There is none like him, no
1: one else
2: you glad for that you ever brother Bram said you cannot come in contact with this man called Jesus and turn around and walk away the same person he changes you from glory to glory he changes every aspect of your life everything about you he changes oh and it is to the better people may not understand it but it is to the better Can you say amen? Amen. Give our Jesus a hand clap today. Hallelujah. Oh, all the promises in the word. And he just wants me to believe them. Take him at his word. Ain't he good? Our gracious heavenly father. Lord, there's none like you today. Lord, as the song says, we could search and search and search, and I'm sure we probably have. And Lord, find there's none like you. There's not even an English word to describe the power of you. There's not even English language, Lord, to describe how awesome you are. Oh, we worship you, Lord, today and give praise to you. God, would you allow now your Holy Ghost to move upon your people? If there's things, Lord, that needs, roads, Lord, and avenues that they won't change, God, may you move upon us now. Maybe change our directions, Lord, if that's what needs to be done. Lord, you know every person in this building... You know the needs of these people, Lord. You know what each one of them has desires for. God, and you're standing here this morning more than able to move, more than able to quicken these precious people, more than able to change lives, Lord, more than able to heal every single person, more than able, Lord, to save anyone that needs it this morning. Lord, there's some maybe with burdens, but God, you said, come unto me. God, may we move upon the power of your word today. Move into the atmosphere, Lord, where we can know that you can come on the scene, Lord, and change lives today. I just don't want to come to this church that I've been coming to since 93 just to repeat words. I just don't want to repeat a quote, but God, I want to make it real to your precious people. I want to make it to where, Lord, they know that God is real. And if they have need, you're more than able to supply today. Would you do that for us this morning? God, if there's anything that would hinder us, forgive us today. Whatever needs they have, Lord, they don't have to come up and have lands on if they can believe in their seat. Lord, of course, we'll pray if they need it, if they need hands, we'll be glad to. But Lord, we believe that they could contact you in their seats. I believe this morning they can contact that power, that presence of God to come down upon them. Move upon them today, Lord supply their needs for them this morning they love you they appreciate you they're here lord not because they had to come but lord they're here because they wanted to come would you help them lord would you heal them this morning lord if there's a need of that god sweep down and walk the aisles and the pews today for your precious children you're great, Lord. You're awesome. You're powerful. Quicken them, Lord, this morning, we pray. Don't let them go home, Lord, without being their needs supplied. Let them call on you today if there's something they need. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And the bride can say, Amen. Oh, do you believe it this morning? Oh, none like you sweet Jesus Anybody loves me like Jesus. He loves you, friends. He wants to come down for you. He wants to just touch you today. If you could just touch the hem of His garment. Thou canst be made whole. That's the God we serve today. He's a God that loves to you ask for him to help because he knows he can do it. That's why he loves you so much. You believe that? Can we sing that song just before we go? Nobody loves me like Jesus. Family, friends, loved ones, they can't love you like this man does. This, this man I'm talking about. Oh man he's got a love like we've never seen and he wants to love you
1: nobody loves me like you love me Jesus I stand in all of your amazing ways I worship you
0: service today brother tim god bless you buddy praise the lord amen may every may every movement of our life may it be for the uplifting of the kingdom of god amen so good to have you in service with us today as you celebrate the rest of today and tomorrow with your loved ones and friends may god bless you keep his hand upon you As we get ready to leave and be dismissed Shake hands with somebody Be friendly God bless you Brother Joel. If you'll just continue to sing that You're dismissed in the name of the Lord May God bless every one of you today Nobody
1: Mountains You're breaking down The weight of all my Mountains Even when it feels like I Surrounded, Lord, you never leave my side.